This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we talk about 2024 K-pop predictions. The first boy group debuts of 2024, ITZY's comeback, and PH1 deserves to be dragged. And we ask, will 80s and Stray Kids face off as the IT K-pop group recognized by Western media? We also discuss, is I really the, the best fourth gen girl group? For today's discussion, we're joined by Joe and Virginia. Welcome. Hey. Hello. But before we get into all these topics, guys, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Links to the space in the episode description. Disclaimer. I do go off Trigger on warning, PH1. Trigger warning, we have opinions that you might disagree with. <laughs> Trigger warning, I do go yeah. off on PH1. So. I should not need an apology. <laughs> <laughs> we do not apologize for our opinions. True. And now for Hit Replays. Hey y'all, I'm DJ Peter Lowe. I'm Joe. From Slack. <laughs> yeah, from, <laughs> Joe from Slack. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. And to be clear, not Slack the company, but the K-pop oh, yes. yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. podcast yeah, Slack right. channel. Mm-hmm. And I'm Virginia Duan, also known as Mandarin Mama. I have a novel uh, coming out probably around April, and it is set in the K-pop world. So, Oh. Yes. And is it the, young adult? It is not young adult. It is, it is adult. <laughs> oh. If she, I heard steamy, so I'm already in. all right because there's like so many fictionalized young adult k-pop stuff but this if this is actually adult i'm really looking forward to it yeah it's actually adult Mm -hmm. and i am your adult fourth host (laughs) (laughs) where are we going (laughs) anyway hello everybody i'm your pd name michaela and hit replays are what we call k-pop songs you guys should totally check out for the week so kick us off peter what is your hit replay okay so my song is jesse's gum which is a song about <laughs> chewing bubble gum So if you didn't already know, Jesse, formerly known as Jessica Ho, um, I, I think if that's how you pronounce her last name, I feel yeah. really bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad juxtaposition. Anyway, she was uh, a sing. She is a American rapper, singer, entertainer, and based in South Korea. But she was born in New York, raised in New Jersey, moved to South Korea at 15. Um, she had a long career um, in K-pop. You could actually look up Jessica Ho performances uh, back in 2006 when Mm -hmm. she was part of the hip-hop group Uptown. And she was also part of the hip-hop trio Lucky J and was a soloist under YMC um, until oh, was it really that late? 2016? According to this Wikipedia article. And then um, she moved to P Nation in 2019 and then um where is she now not now she's with um now is that more Jim- vision with no, she left it she left it oh she did leave i thought that was just no, a rumor I, 
Oh, is it just a rumor? It was just a rumor. Oh, yeah. She clarified. She was like, guys, no, I'm still here. (laughs) Yeah, because that would have been awkward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Jesse, I mean, she's she's known for like having a very outgoing uh, personality for uh, Korean daytime variety programs. Um, I like her song Sasuni. Um, wait, what, what, what year did that come out? I want to say it was like 2016, 2017, but mm-hmm. that was uh, a really good banger. And I, I feel like not enough people appreciate her stuff. She's got really good songs. <laughs> she does. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my hit replay is Gum, Gum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, if you look at the lyrics, it's a song about chewing something out. And uh, no, it's a song about oral sex. Like, what am I? I, I, don't, I don't know how to, how to. At least that's what I'm pretty sure. That, right. That's what the lyrics I thought are it about. wasn't specifically oral sex, but like eating ass. That's Ooh, probably it. That, I, I feel like I was that trying counts. to adjust it. Yeah, I, I think you're closer to it. I think, yeah. But who? Never mind. I, I don't know. I don't want to judge. But it just seems like I don't know. Like not. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about that. Um, It's it's, it's a hit replay for me because of the beat. Um, It's got a really fast uh, percussion. Um, And I I think it it was so close to becoming a TikTok hit. Um, But I think, I mean, if you look at her song Zoom, that was a TikTok hit because of, I think the lyrics just worked really well for creating content anytime you had to Zoom or I don't know. I'm not quite sure why it worked, but it feels like this just barely missed the mark um, mm-hmm. for becoming a TikTok hit. Yeah. By the way, Zoom, that was the song about her. Uh, it was originally, why am I stumbling and being so bashful? Um, it was originally <laughs> about. Uh, I see you looking at my put. Yeah. Uh, her it? vagina. Yeah. Yeah. It was like originally um she she yeah, says that would have been better. P-U-S-S-Y, I think it but is it, but, but yeah, but she changed P-I-C. it to P I C. She says P I C it's like um it's like if you seek Amy by Britney Spears. It's like uh, yeah. like see you next Tuesday. Yep. Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. If you seek if you seek Amy, it means F U C K me. Right? Like that's yes. me. Mm-hmm. That's what it's stood for. Oh uh, wow. I had no idea growing up, but okay. <laughs> and, and wait, wait, wait. And what was the other one on Tuesday? Yeah, that oh, one. I didn't know that one. What's see that you, next, see you next It's not Tuesday? a song. It's just what it's women so say to each other when they mean, instead of saying cunt. Oh. Instead of calling someone a cunt, they say, oh, well, you're see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I'm learning so much. <laughs> well, clearly I'm defiling you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is an older song. I mean, I, I like just, you know, gratuitous ho anthem vibes I get from it. But um yeah. I yeah, it's so it's so unfortunate that it came out like near the end of the year. Oh I think mm-hmm. that, that didn't help its virality, Peter, where where it was just it, it it it's again a great continuation of her sound and I'm glad that she's still putting out songs like this while she's at her new company, but hopefully we'll get to see more of those those viral bangers from her in the, the next year or this year. I thought it was pretty viral because she got all those like K-pop stars to like, it's not twerking. It's just <laughs> shaking yeah, their the, ass. The challenges and... of just all of the idols. I, yeah, yeah, we, I, like, I wouldn't call it twerking. In K-pop. Like, no, get... she specifically said it was not twerking. No, it's thrusting-ish. Like, K-pop, here's the, 
because twerking comes from where it comes <laughs> from, unfortunately, not many K-pop idols, because of the restrictions that they have on their physiques don't have the required <laughs> equipment so they're trying to twerk <laughs> they're trying to twerk but they're actually just throwing the hell out their back <laughs> right um I, I i think two things two things one when i first heard it or a few months ago i was like why is this coming mm-hmm. out why isn't this coming out at the beginning of the summer yeah um, this would kill in the summer it would have killed in the summer two it's a Miami-based song, so I instantly said, oh, I want to remix with Uncle Luke, Cardi B, and Ashby because we need oh. a intercon- uh, we need a international ass-shaking anthem. And that Uncle Luke, Cardi B, and Ashby, Jesse, and, and Jesse would be, oh, mm-hmm. that would have been amazing. But I also think that she had a little come-to-Jesus moment during the promo, if y'all don't remember, where she was talking no. about... There was, like, like, the part of the reason... Uh, like she in one of the interviews, she was talking to the. I think she said she had a conversation with the young girl, and she's mm-hmm. kind of been really interested with the uh, conversation that she had with her, and she couldn't deal with the girl saying that she looked up to her, and she kind of mm-hmm. had this weird feeling about the song itself and the way she was portraying herself. And I think that played. There were several things that played into her cutting the promo, but I think that she kind of had to a moment of realization existential existential crisis and that's why she pulled the plug on it that's a shame because she is such a great role model because grown-ups don't need to be worried about slut shaming or their bodies and she's Mm -hmm. so confident in both that's true but i also think the existential crisis is comes it comes from her being technically an um, american child raised in american hip-hop and she's doing Mm -hmm. hip-hop in korea and I think she's kind of having a, what I got rather, I'm not going to talk for her. Mm. What I got was <laughs> hip hop, specifically hip hop for women in the past 20 years is it comes from a place of being unapologetically yourself, having ownership mm. over your body. Unfortunately, in Korean hip hop, women have not, outside of Sleek and a couple of other <laughs> female rappers have not had that kind of, women don't talk back in Korean hip hop for the most part. Right. And she, mm-hmm. I think she's kind of having a hard time reconciling. It, like, it's just her out here. And I think it, maybe it's like she's just being perceived in a different way at home or in her, yeah. you know, in her ethnic homeland. I, I don't, you know, the two think that's kind of a conversation that we've been having about a lot of Korean hip hop and R&B uh, artists, like the, how the cultures clash. So maybe that was... Mm. But otherwise, but, I, uh, hmm. otherwise but, I do like throwing my ass to, to it. Uh, <laughs> ashamed <laughs> of? Like, I, I, I'm just trying to go to Virginia's point of being like a good role model. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Being a role model is cool, but it's kind of hard when you're out there by yourself. <laughs> like, there's literally nobody I can think of, at least, that Jesse can go to. At least not that I've seen. But, She's always been yeah, the... Yeah, but that, that's... That's what it is to pave the way. <laughs> oh, oh God. See, here we go, Peter. <laughs> uh, no, no, but I mean, like, really, to be a leader means, like, you know, it, it, it's un, unprecedented. Um, so it's like, you know, like, or you can, you know, riff motif off of someone who came before you, but, you know, you're, you're carving your own lane. Yeah. And, thing. I mean, 
more power to her because, you know, it's it's rough out here. And I know in terms of how she presents herself, we we, we do stay on her neck. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> like it it's definitely not easy. I'll say that. <laughs> well, it is difficult to be a woman in any industry. So, yeah, I can understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't mean are, to say that yeah. it's not hard, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like she shouldn't have, in my opinion, she shouldn't have to feel the shame of feeling shame. Exactly. Uh, she yeah. should, no, <laughs> it's like she shouldn't, people shouldn't have to feel shame for the way they present themselves. But the, the way the society here, like if she was in America, she could present herself away and not necessarily care. I mm-hmm. think, and a lot of, hip hop artists have said this when they go like either when they visit when American hip hop artists visit or when Korean hip hop artists present themselves in society. It's like the way because of the music that they make and the way they present themselves. And this is kind of the, what is it? When we talk about performance of blackness, like one of the, Mm. like how some Korean hip hop artists present themselves as like hard and hood. But once they get on variety shows, they're the perfect, Korean gentleman <laughs> with perfect Korean hair. Oh, <laughs> like, and like, yeah, uh-huh. it, yeah. But again, I'm just talking. Okay, well, <laughs> let's let's move on, Virginia. What what's your hit replay? So my hit replay is Dean's "Die for You." It's been about four years since Dean's last single, and "Die for You" is just the chill, smooth, and bittersweet song to come back with. It's both a classic Dean song sound with instrumentals and vocal arrangement, and also new enough so it doesn't feel stale or old. So some facts about the artist, if you don't know who Dean is. He is a South Korean alt, R&B, and soul singer-songwriter, and he's also known as Dean Fluenza and Dean Trouble. He's known for his introspective lyrics and signature voice. And the reason why it's a hit replay is, I mean, what's not to like? It's a sound that I miss hearing on the K-Music scape. It's a melancholy song Mm -hmm. of a love that has passed and he wants them back. It's smooth, easy going down, and it's perfect. What what is he uh, reaching for? Like, what what is it that he wants back? I mean, I think he just wants the person back. Come back, come back. I'll bring it to you. You know, it's... Hmm. I don't think it's a particularly um in like it's not like a deep 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 song <laughs> it's not He's just saying hey let's give it another shot let me prove how much i love you because i die for you personally i don't think people should die for each other but whatever <laughs> same same difference because <laughs> like right <laughs> i said on the last That's a good song <laughs> i said on the last episode it was like too much but not enough at the same time i think mm-hmm. Like I wanted more. And the funny thing is out the video came out like what a month after the song dropped. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And the video I don't think I've even seen it. The video starts I was it starts off in a ditch a different key. He pitched it down. And then no. I think he added more to the video mix because I was just like, Okay, there's something here that I'm not hearing on the Spotify version. 
And right. I'm like, now we're about to fight because now the video version is giving me a lot more of what I wanted. Um, and it's not even much. It's just like little things here or there. Oh, you know, he's he's notorious for being a perfectionist. Like even the day he released Die For You, he tinkered with it and released it and had updated the version by the end of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow, dude. Taking full advantage of that metadata. Maybe his people are like, stop fucking around with your shit. <laughs> right. Also, I've, the one thing I've noticed is, and this is just in the head, the storyline of the singles that have come out, part mm-hmm. of me feels like this, compared to How in 404, <laughs> How in mm-hmm. 404 was like an aggressive comeback to me, yeah. I want you, right? And it was just like, it yeah. was aggressive in a way that I wasn't necessarily cool with and mm. die for, and die for you is more like, okay, I came on a little bit too strong. Let me try it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try it this way. Right. And then what, what's the next stage from that? What do you think? Um, stay gone. <laughs> stay gone. <laughs> Either stay gone or he gets heartbroken and goes back to live music mm-hmm. in his um. tracks. Cause he's been doing like, Last episode, I said he's his last few tracks have been taking either notes from Daniel Caesar or mm-hmm. Travis Scott. And mm-hmm. like Howlin' 404 is very much an overproduced Travis Scott type. This is more along the lines of a Daniel Caesar, smooth, pulled back, uh, laid back, stripped R&B. So mm. would you say it's more mature? Because I think it's a little bit more mature. I feel like the kind of like super aggressive, angry, angsty, like yeah. it's sort of the type of love you feel when you're younger. I'm, I'm not saying old people don't feel this way. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm Lack just of saying like if my husband left me, I'd be sad, but I'd be like, run me my money. <laughs> <We're cool. laughs> I mean, yeah, it is definitely more mature. It uh, it's definitely more mature, and it's also kind of the melancholy tone. Kind of also sounds like I want you to come back very much, but I also understand if you don't. Mm-hmm. And you know who I would love to come back since we've got Dean and Crush and Zico back on the scene again this year yes. in twenty twenty four. Yes, we there should be a fancy child reunion. So hopefully. He's talking to, to to Zico and Crush and tell them, hey, you know, we should we should get back on a track together. Yes. I mean, as long as black souls don't come <laughs> into the conversation, I'm I'm good. <laughs> that was uh, what Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda yeah, Triangle. Bermuda. We yellow people with black souls. Oh God. <laughs> no. I don't think so. I think it was just oh. Bermuda Triangle, and it was just like a it was a one off single. Mm-hmm. It was such a good song, though. Uh, the best part of that song, honestly, was the intro right before they get into the individual raps because I, I can't follow the raps. I think there's <laughs> stuff to appreciate in the rap, but like as just a Westerner who doesn't know the language, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I should stop saying words. Move on. Uh, Joe, Joe, what is your yeah. hit replay for this week? All right. So my hit replay is a uh, pre-debut track from rookie group Nomad. It's a call to the dance floor called Light Song. Uh, 
All right, so Nomad is a five-member boy group from Nomad Entertainment. The group consists of Doe, Sangha, Won, Ribo, and Junho. Um, they released Lights On on the 27th of December, so they haven't officially debuted yet. Um, uh, the reasons why it's my hit replay, I am an Aaliyah fan, and the first thing I heard was that More Than a Woman sample. The second thing that I heard was the harmonies that they laid down over in the back of the chorus. Aside from that, it's just, it's a feel good song. It's your stereotypical K-pop boy group first <laughs> song out. Like we're smooth, we do this, we're confident about ourselves, you know, turn the lights on us, get ready to see what we're about to do. Um, outside of that, the song is produced by Doe and uh, producers DK as well as J-Rod Gibson. Uh, J-Rod Gibson, if you're a K-pop fan, you should probably know that name. He is the producer and writer of Love Me Right and Growl as well as BTS's okay. My Time. And producer Ooh. producer DK is the tag name of uh, producer... Wait, he produced My Time? Because Sleep produced that, I thought. I th- he, um, according to the interviews that he did... Uh, or a couple of other things. He mm-hmm. either he played a role in the production of oh, okay. uh, BTS is my know, time because I know Sleep and Sleep definitely wrote that song. Okay, and oh, also he produced Dean's debut English sing- or his debut U.S. single. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Uh, producer. Okay, D- see now oh, all of Eric everything I'm hearing in this song is really making sense because mm-hmm. I didn't. To be honest, when I first heard it, I I wasn't I wasn't on some good headphones. And then you mentioned harmonies, and I was like, wait. And so yeah. I read it back. So, like, my good headphones, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can hear how how stacked those vocals are. And as, like, an SM stan, I love a group that can actually bring out the vocal harmonies in every right. song. So <laughs> this is a very exciting debut. Although I'm not, I, I don't know how I feel about the name. It's in K-pop fashion. It's also an acronym. Yeah. It stands for <laughs> Need Our Microphone and Dances. Mm-hmm. So... Like, we'll Wait, see. so the label is Nomad and their group is Nomad? Yeah. Well, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it totally is super confusing. Yeah. Um, also, one of the producers is DK or Do, Do Hyun Kim, who's a mm-hmm. legendary K-pop producer. He produced um, mm. Ihyori's 10 Minutes. Ooh, um, that's a good song. Yeah. Damn. As well as a work for Seven, Gina Sean, and he did work for Christina Milian in the early 2000s. And this definitely has an early 2000s yeah. battle dance type sound to it. These guys have some <laughs> big names behind them. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that they use the Aaliyah sample is very on trend with where we've where we're seeing boy groups go in the kind of boy jeansification of things, you yes. know? Yeah, boy jeans. I was about to bring that up. Like, um, two things. Uh, one, them baggy jeans, light faded <laughs> yeah. baggy jeans. I'm sorry, like that, that song is a banger. Uh, oh sorry. yeah, it's a, it's a banger. We're talking about the <laughs> NCT song, yeah. But I, yeah. but I just mean in terms of the the, the styling, the, oh, the of, styling of this yeah. performance video uh, because they're they're wearing it like that baggy jeans and cargo 90s. pants, Jinko yeah. jeans almost. And then. Um, Toward the end of the video, they do the super grainy analog video effect. Like they're filming on an old, early yeah, two thousands camcorder. So 
Yeah. Wait, Everyone's it wasn't trying to go retro in the late now. 2000s. I feel like in the late 2000s, it was pretty good. It was like the early 90s, late 90s. <laughs> late 90s. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. There we go. Although yeah. I feel like they that were doing earlier. it on purpose then, like making it look grainy on purpose, which that would well, also sure they, they, they are. They are. But I mean, like they're, they're doing it for the, the, uh, the, the aesthetic and the style of, of that more throwback. My childhood and young adulthood is not a, an aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling appropriated, Virginia. <laughs> I'm just, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I also, I like that it put me in the mind of EXO too, because, you know, EXO loves flipping classic early 2000s yeah. R&Bs and R&B songs and turning them into a jam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last but not least, Michaela. Yeah. So going from a, a fresh rookie group to a group that's been in the game over 20 years now. My hit replay for this week is TVXQ's Rebel. Can you feel it? Tell me if you're with it. Gaggle, gaggle, on and on and on. Bringing the energy. Feeding the energy. Ikaramun, never stop. Take it up. Kakaji. And yeah, so like I said, it's been uh, five years, uh, four solo EPs, several Japanese songs, but we have finally got TVXQ back for their 20th year anniversary. They do, they debuted back in technically December of 20, oh, 2003, so technically their, their anniversary passed, so it's not this year, but this I want to talk about this album because like, one, t- 20 years of TVXQ was such a such a benchmark in their career. Mm-hmm. The the fact that they started out, you know, originally debuting with five members and lost three along the way and were able to still last this many years with just two people. They are like the iconic duo of K-pop, still in the game, still selling out arenas. The, the largest arenas in Japan specifically. Like, it's just so... I was so excited to hear this album and specifically this track because it felt like it it encompassed a lot of the stuff that I think about when I think of TVXQ, but then also um, seeing them try newer tech, newer things as far as, like, styling. Like, specifically in the, that I saw in the music video. But the the song itself samples Carol of the Bells, <laughs> which is yeah. like, why why it's hit replay. It's got such a I already iconic catchy sample in it. Um, but I love how it's contrasted with like the 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 deep raspy growly like sam- mm-hmm. uh, parts that Yuno does. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, and then you get the the high belting clear voice that Changmin has in throughout the song and it's just this this continued contrast of like we're gonna give you uh christian hymns but then we're also gonna give you dance music and that's that's kind of that you know uh contrast and 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 trying something new that i i always think about when i think of tv excuse music yeah i, I wish this came out earlier in december right <laughs> because like Carol the Bells thing cannot be removed from Christmas time. Mm-mm. That it that can't. jingle. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> they they should have just gone like full ham banger clinger Christmas evil stray kid style. Mm. Yeah, I was really confused. I was like, is it sampling Carol <laughs> the Bells because they're releasing <laughs> it in December? It's like I wasn't sure, but then I realized no, they're just 
sampling it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and this isn't the first time we've seen that in K-pop, where they just take these, you know, these hymns, these like older, like more traditional melodies, and just use them in pop songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but but this one has like cultural baggage that go along with it. Like you you can't remove Christmas from from that song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's probably going to be restricted to <gasps> Christmas time. Can can some Peter do this? Can you remix this song, but take out the Carol of the Bells sample and insert the Muppet version of Carol of the Bells <laughs> into the song? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try. Let me let me see if I can do that. I'm I'm behind on our year end episode, but let me let me see if I can work that in. Um, I yeah. was I was kind of disappointed. Like the my mistrust of SM trailers and teasers strikes again, right? <laughs> Um, Because the trailer came out and I made a comment in the Slack saying this trailer is giving 20 and 2 by TVX, uh, TVXQ, the fragrance for men available at Macy's. (laughs) (laughs) The fragrance destination. Yes, that is it. You hit it. That, that, That is exactly what this is. Uh, the, the like the tra- like the trailer. I was like, okay, are they? Do they have a cologne dropping or what? And then the song comes out and. It's like, oh, this is pretty good for a commercial. It, yeah. <laughs> so my my ex, my expectation, and then we had the whole thing with them turning into black and white sheep, and then Yunho and Changmin aiming at each other with a sniper rifle, and I was like, oh, this is going to be thrilling and dramatic. And then we get the video and the song. Now, ugh, okay, I'm just not a fan <laughs> of the SM performance <laughs> sound currently right now. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people online like to blame nct for this sound and it's not actually not nct's fault it is the, right. it's the american music industry's fault and let me tell you why this <laughs> this sm performance sound doesn't really come in until after super m um and it's kind of after super m that everybody at sm starts implementing this big bl- banger clinger ish experimental type sound on all their title tracks and that's just been irking my soul for the past couple of years. <laughs> so it's not necessarily NCT's fault, but I'm a little worn on this sound right now. Mm-hmm. Specifically for for Rebel. Yeah, for Rebel. And the album itself was kind of empty, which y'all, SM has a... See, SM- you say that, but I feel, I feel again, when I press play on it, it I had no skips. Like, there, each song for me on this album really kind of brought me back as a TVXQ fan to kind of previous songs, but like with a, with a new energy. And to me, it kind of gave... Uh, like it touched on almost every genre that they've, they've done in the past. It did, but at the same time, I'm kind of having the same effect with this 20th anniversary album that I had with SES. It's like, okay, this is cool. And the other part is SES is an SM girl group, so TVXQ already <laughs> like off top, off... <laughs> got way more than SES got in terms of push mm-hmm. and video and music quality. But mm-hmm. the 20-year projects have kind of been disappointing to me since then. I'm like, yeah, I kind of wanted more. I don't know what I wanted more of, but it was just like <laughs> this kind of, is, it's it, the album rang hollow to me. Like even Rodeo, oh, like, ugh. Even Rodeo. Rodeo. But it's so hard, though, if you think about it, that for a 20 year thing to like a Mm -hmm. retrospective, not you have to one sound familiar enough 
so that your hardcore fan base is like, this is TVXQ or whatever group, right? Yes. Yeah. Two, you have to be modern enough so that new people are like, this is not an old song, right? So then maybe the people who liked TVXQ 20 years ago aren't going to fuck with music now, right? Like it's, I mean, my husband's still listening to shit from the eighties and I'm like, yo, it's like 2024. <laughs> um, but right. Like, and there's nothing wrong with Journey, but we heard that already. <laughs> I mean, so like, so it's really difficult to have a thing to. So I think unless if you're, you know, it's it's a really difficult thing to. Yeah, you can't please everybody. Finesse. I'm just gonna wait for the whatever the next experimental sound is that they take on. I'll be ready for it probably because the current mm-hmm. experiment, like when the experimental sound at SM was house inspired. I was all right. in on it. This current. Oh, Joe, we are like opposite people. I mean, <laughs> I kind of figured that out when you said you didn't like Earth, Wind, and Fire and disco music. But <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not my jam. But like, like Odd Eye and Four Walls is my shit. I'm not even going to lie. But this current era of <laughs> like the bat is probably the only one song that sounds like not not like this, but that big maximalist throw the everything. By at, NCT? That's the only one that I've really kind of oh liked. Oh my gosh. That's that's okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. 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 Uh, so wrap, wrapping wrap up, up in this section for TVXQ. Uh again, my favorite my favorite uh business partners coming back together. And and you know, like you also mentioned this, Joe, maybe when they get more solo stuff in the future, you'll 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 That's uh I, I'm just gonna there there there's can I? Go, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the no, it's okay, go ahead. my wrap up is, I think what I was disappointed with was their solo stuff is way more risky and like it's they go above and beyond on their solo stuff. So I was kind of expecting more of that with this project, and I didn't get it. I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let, let's move along, guys. Um, we need to dive into hit replays. By the way, Monster X, Beautiful Liar, did the progression better. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> K pop 2024. Wait, what was that? Uh, predictions. Peter, just I, I just, throwing bombs know, at the end. I just want to move us along. Okay. So, Joe, give us um, it's that time of the year where we all give our predictions for what we're going to hear in the new year um, or what we're going to see, experience, feel in K pop in the year 2024. Um, so using context on what we've seen this past year or years as clues, what do you think we're going to see this year? Joe, kick us off. With our, All our right. decade of experience. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first prediction is K-pop is going down yonder, y'all. Uh, oh. <laughs> we're going to get more of a country influence or a country sound influence uh, in K-pop. We've kind of already seen this with La Seraphim's Unforgiving and the uh, Rina Sawayama or Sawayama remix of uh, Even Them, <laughs> mm-hmm. as well as MCND's <laughs> Adventure. And then even if we go back further, there was the Old Town Road remix that BTS did with Lil Nas X. Wait, um, by down yonder, you don't mean Australia? You mean country? Oh, oh no, I meant down yonder as in country. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not I'm, Australia. I'm so confused. Yeah. Not Australia. I'm he means, sorry. He means K-pop with a cowboy hat, not yep. K-pop. Got it. I was Yeehaw, like, what agenda. is going on? <laughs> and K-pop has kind of been playing with country dressing aesthetics for years, so mm-hmm. I think that would probably be. I maybe really the Hollywood want version. Angry white people saying they're being culturally appropriate. <laughs> 
Right. I'm sorry. I mean, because of the country aesthetics. Well, see, there are the people that would say that are already mad that there are a lot more black country artists coming out now. Mm, (laughs) That's true. I don't I don't I don't actually approve of racism and things like that. Like well, see, like that's, I'm like, like they get mad. I'm like, but whose was it first, y'all? So, <laughs> no, it was black folks first. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but, but yeah, that's, Joe. Joe, what's your next one? My next one is straight kids and ats taking a hard bend to punk or metal, like um, in the vein of Sotaji. Um, oh, Sotaji. Both yeah. straight kids and ats have, uh, and actually maybe more ats have taken nods to metal like what was it Hala, was it Harajia where they were uh, no yeah. Gorilla yeah. Gorilla where they were doing like screaming on the track I wasn't yeah. the biggest fan of it but they got a lot of attention of a lot of metal fans around the world with Gorilla oh, um, awesome. uh, so I think that and actually a lot more there are a lot more hip hop artists collaborating with metal and punk artists like uh, Lil Uzi Vert had their collab with baby metal which actually sounded really good um so it's building off of the trends that we've been seeing yeah um let's see my third prediction oh 90s and uh, 90s and early 2000s ba r&b comes back for the men of k-pop as a title and not just a b-side or a special um Mm. ba stands for begging ass (laughs) begging ass (laughs) begging ass r&b um Specifically, you know, it's a highly emotional ballad or mid-tempo where you're begging. Um, so, like, think TVXQs before you go. Um, there's oh, usually a yeah. good old Baptist holler with it, like, at some of the ballads <laughs> hot times, which if you haven't seen that live, please do. Um, Running for Jesus, which uh, vocal runs to the max, like in EXO's oh. What is Love. <laughs> and right. Emotional bridges with modulation or sustained high notes, uh, like uh, the collab between Yu Young Jin and Dio's Tell Me What Is Love. Um, oh, and there yeah. may or may not be a vocal battle in the last 30 seconds if you have uh, <laughs> have a group. I think yeah, if, you, if you have a group that can have vocalists that can do that. Yeah. And I think um, we had some close calls with like Shonu Hyungwan, AT's Is It's mm-hmm. You, uh, 17's I Don't Understand. And EXO's No Makeup, but these were all, aside from Love Me A Little, these were all B-sides uh, for the most part. Right. Um, so you think it's going to come out into the title tracks this year? Yeah. And I think it's either going to be NCT, like an NCTU project, where like Taeyeol, Doyoung, uh, Jun, and Hechan, and uh, maybe a couple other people Ooh. give us like a Drew Hill or a Jodeci type thing. Um, or Jaehyun finally releases Lost. <laughs> um <laughs> Or also no 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 Dojijang no Dojijang because I feel like that's the perfect unit for this kind of sound. Well, they I do I have either an NCTU project with more people or Dojijang because like <laughs> how okay. can they have more people? Well, because here's the thing though, like Dojijang is just three people, right? But NCT mm-hmm. is stacked with vocalists, and oh, that's true. That's true. like I, perfect. In a perfect world, maybe five or six of their best vocalists do a track like that. I also have Kiho from P1 Harmony because I need him to give me like a Kenny Lattimore type <laughs> or an Eric Benet type song because I, I feel like he's itching to do it. Um, I also have not, they're not men, but I do have Big Mama returning because I think as far as the women go, 
they're the best at that type of gospel influenced hard R&B singing. So mm -hmm. I'd also like it if they came back. Um, and then my fourth and final prediction, somebody in Korean music is finally going to give us a full length visual album. Um, mm. We've had close calls for years. Like we've had the inception inspired videos uh, from NCT pre Kwangya. Um, yeah. We had re we ends red. Um, we had, you know's, uh, reality show earlier this year. And I think the closest that we came in K-pop was Luna's Cinema Theory. Um, Wait, what, what, is the what do we mean by visual album? Um, either, not necessarily a visual, visual album in a film relating to the album. So like think either Lemonade or Tommy. Oh, I see, I see, I see. But, but uh, or do you mean uh, sort of like that you know what, like, like I, some who, not that I don't know, but for the people who don't know, like what? <laughs> so <laughs> what? So what does that mean? So visual albums are technically are films where the our uh, films or movies where it relates or revolves around the storyline revolves around the music of the album or um, it's a film where you have a segment for, it can either be vignettes for each song um, or like with Lemonade, it was, we were, of it was visual storytelling and we were using the music of the album to create a theme or follow a theme of like infidelity um, and repairing a relationship. But I think Luna's Cinema Theory is probably the closest that we got to it. Um, Wouldn't you say the Wings album for BTS was like that? Because they each, oh, that was they like really all got. Good. Yeah, I love that album. They all had their like that. It's their. It's totally their most beautiful moment in life set. Like probably because like I'm not. I'm not as familiar with BTS's work outside of a few songs, so I'd probably have to go back and watch it. I think the my strongest hunch for like this type of this type of visual album. I think either, it would either be Ian, DPR Ian, because um, mm. he has a, the the albums that he's put out already have a cinematic quality to him. His videos, he's always been big in visuals for his own work and other DPR members. I also see something either with Stray Kids. I think Stray Kids would probably do, be a good bet too, as well as New Jeans. Um, yeah, new, new Jeans makes sense. Stray Kids would be interesting because you haven't really seen them put out like big kind of storyline like albums. Mm -hmm. they, they've mostly kind of just been around the concept and the sound. So that'd be that'd be really interesting because then be them kind of continuing a trend that we've seen with like the third and fourth gen of these these groups having these big concept storylines within their groups. I feel, I feel like isn't that a bunch i mean isn't that like all k-pop bands though yeah, like because you have I, I exo and they're like exo ver i don't yeah. remember what it's called they all have like special powers like someone can do it's like yeah that's like what, the avatar or whatever and, and then like the ats universe and like txt has their whole thing with monsters and in hypen is vampires and like and team their i guess brother team or their brother group sister group whatever it's called is like werewolves i'm sure they're gonna do like a twilight clash dude <laughs> you know like so I'm, mm. I, I think the closest at least in my mind of 
like a visual album. I think the closest that we got in K-pop to me to me was Luna's Cinema Theory. Um, like when Luna came out, you know, you had the whole Mobius strip storyline and all of the music videos were interconnected. And then we found out that there's actually a film. So on, so far, only Korea has seen this film. Um, but it has even more connecting pieces where like the girls are kind of acting in between the videos that they've all put out, interconnecting mm-hmm. the story. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not I, denying this, but I yeah. really, really would say that uh, most K-pop groups have this, especially I yeah, mean, BTS I has this all over the place. Like, like BTS, and I, I'm I'm only citing BTS because I'm most familiar with that. But I'm positive that EXO has it, and that also TXT and Hypen and like whatever. New Jesus has been pushing it pretty strong this last year too. And like Dreamcatchers, right? Isn't that their whole thing? <laughs> I'm not. Th- I'm not necessarily yeah. talking about like a storyline for videos. I'm talking like an hour long, thirty minute long, you know. Piece. We get those too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of them. I, I, I don't hmm. like the 27 minute long music video that you have to watch for like the two parts where like the, you know, two three yeah. minutes the parts for the. Well, doesn't like Sunmi do that? Yeah. Does she? Okay. Let's, then, let's, okay guys, sorry. in the interest sorry. of time, let's just move on. Okay. Virginia, what, <laughs> sorry, what, are, your, what are your predictions? Okay. Uh, my prediction is that Stray Kids or AT and ATs are probably going to battle it out for the new it K-pop band that American media, American media is going to like glom onto, you know, they, they always have to have like that one group, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So, you know, to like represent all of K-pop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that that'll be their new one. Um, you don't you don't think people are gonna be like Jungkook as or, or BTS soloists are gonna be that thing? <laughs> I, I don't understand how they can do it. They're in the military. Yeah. The military. No, I guess you're right. Yeah, they're not producing content for twenty twenty four. They're producing content, but they literally cannot promote it. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't know. They can't. Yeah, they can't. I mean, Sai had to do his military enlistment twice because they the. South Korean government thought that he did too much promotions while he was enlisted. Wow. So I'm pretty sure no one in BTS <laughs> is like, let's fuck with that. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I think new jeans will continue to rise. And I really, really want to insert a low rise jeans joke. But <laughs> I can't think of one. <laughs> um, there Wait, will say, say more on that. Like, what do you, what do you mean? It's just a bad pun. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just think New Jeans is going to do continue. To, I I really, really like New Jeans. So I, I think mm-hmm. they're going yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Um, there will be a fan war. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, like no, I, I think I'm going to challenge you to go one step further with that, Virginia. Right. Like, like no, are, are there going to be trucks? In, involved in this fan war. Are we going back to like the fist fights? Yeah, I was like, are we throwing hands like... like back in the early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, give, give me like one other thing to make this a gutsy prediction. Like oh, what kind of oh. fan war? I mean, like I give me like... one one step further. Are we going to call out a specific here. fandom here? <laughs> oh, I feel like... Oh, oh, I, I've got one for you, Virginia. Oh, Maybe oh, okay. it's going to threaten like a third world nation's like democracy or something oh, in the process. Oh, like, God. <laughs> Or it's going to like destabilize like uh, an alt currency, like a crypto coin or something or or something. Okay. This is kind of related, but like, (laughs) 
maybe there'll be some beef between like okay so do you, i don't know if you guys heard but like the maldives and india have a beef now <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> so maybe wait, 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 be something what's like the that. beef really really briefly what's okay the beef? really brief three uh three ex members of the cabinet of in the maldives um i guess they went on social media to diss the current indian president uh because i guess generally speaking uh indian or indian prime ministers i guess would stop in the maldives first but they went to china instead so then oh, the cabinet members okay. got mad and said a bunch of racist stuff about indians and i guess 30 percent of the maldives tourists are indian and oh, now gosh. The, one of the largest indian travel sites has banned all travel <laughs> it has taken any travel to Maldives off of their site. So you're thinking like K-pop fan war is going to start something like that, where like, like really mess know. up with like, like K-pop tourism. <laughs> like mm-hmm. gonna, this is you a joke. That's on the rise too, by the way. The, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, this but it's joke, also <laughs> it's also kind of happened. I mean, at least as far as America goes, we did have that whole thing with K-pop. Not necessarily the fan wars, but like a petty government <laughs> where oh, it was right. hard for K-pop acts to get to the United States and get the correct documentation to perform here and work here. So, oh, I mean, China already did it. Well, yeah, right? that's true. Okay. Your next prediction, Virginia? Right. There will be more Western collabs than ever. I mean, yep. th- I feel like these are not very like mm. insightful predictions. <laughs> no, but I think you're right. Like just looking at 2023, Jonas Brothers, New Kids on the Block, Lil Durk, Amine, Lil uh, uh, Lotto. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's where Usher, uh, yeah, Justin Jack Harlow. Harlow. I mean, three of them are from Jungkook, right? Right. <laughs> I think paving the way. This kind of happens in no, like in any new market, though, right? Because like we had mm-hmm. in the early two thousands, we had a lot of Japanese and even a lot of Chap- Chinese and Japanese collabs when K-pop went into those countries, right? So, I mean, oh, okay, I see. American fans, or rather fans that speak English of K-pop, kind of do this whole thing. Oh my God, there's so many. There's too. Many. I'm like. Any market that K-pop has gone into, they have done collaborations with the pop artists of that country. Like, I although because it's America and America has hegemony, we are in our feelings about it. But at the same time, it's <laughs> like Nami Amuro and Crystal K have done tons of K-pop collabs, right? That's mm-hmm. and, Bo- and Boa, like, so, you know, yeah. More of the same. <laughs> I do want to add that I think there's going to be increased in like Latin American specific. Clubs. Oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. with uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Big Hit saying so himself. Yeah, <laughs> but he's going after that market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Peter, what are your predictions? Okie dokie. So predictably, I'm going to say we're going to see more AI um, in three forms. So one, we're going to see more virtual idols and groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. But like plays and novice and yeah, 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 yeah. But we love her. Um, and I'll I'll be others. But I think crucially, we're gonna be more culturally receptive uh to them this year. Um I think we're we're steadily, slowly, glacially moving the needle. Yeah. Um I don't know if that's a needle we want to move, but I think culturally we're we're getting there. Um two, the second form, um, we'll see more fan-made content which uses uh AI or generative AI oh, capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Um, I think we're, you know, we're already starting to see just it becoming a common thing to like, oh, let me, uh, you know, have SpongeBob sing the song, like this K-pop song and hear how that would sound. And like, you know, just like stuff that like works with Gen Alpha, Gen Z and like jokes that I don't understand, (laughs) but like, (laughs) you know, more stuff like that. And then third form um parasocial relationships so uh we've already seen early attempts at this but i think we'll see more of it and actual again the the big difference here is that we're gonna gradually i'm not gonna say it's gonna be like a sweeping success this year but i think we're gonna see more momentum on the commercial uh consumer end to using um let let me have a text exchange with eric nam and go back and forth with him and that text exchange being realistic based off of things that Eric Nam has said and done before and people oh, using so that. You're more not often. talking about like bubble. You're talking or it about. could be bubble. Yeah. It could be that, but, or, or any of the, any of the above, like name your, uh, what's a way you can have a relationship with an idol. Um, and I really mean the character of the idol, like every medium you can imagine, like we're going to have more of that, mm. um, but it being like an AI on the back end, you know, large language model, fine tuned on that idol, mm-hmm. uh, creating it. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Sorry. I'm really slow on the uptake. I was like, what? No, you're good. <laughs> okay. So, uh, second prediction, uh, 50, 50 more mess. <laughs> Third How? prediction. How could there be uh, more mess? New members. It's not over. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we, it, it's it's not over. This, this is gonna get even more messy. Okay. Third prediction. I think Luna um, and their and their subgroups are gonna become less relevant. We're, we're, I think we just saw this oh, last year. They're not that. doing well. <laughs> uh, fourth. Um, there's a real uh, interesting trend right now where local clubs are dying. Right. Um, but K-pop nightclub parties are gonna keep on going a little bit longer because that's all I'm doing now. <laughs> I have two nightclub gigs this week. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a thing and people turn out for them. So Especially it, out in the keep, Bay Area. Yeah. Are they both in the Bay Area? But that's where I live. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. yep. One in San Francisco, one in San Jose. Mm-hmm. And then um, fifth, my fifth prediction, uh, New Jeans rise virginia so they <laughs> i think they're gonna keep doing their thing they're gonna keep winning i they just swept the year last year um i i yeah i think they're gonna keep doing well this year um and i i plus one virginia your your western clouds just being really popular I, I was gonna say that myself but yeah i agree okay michaela what are your predictions? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Bring up the, the section. Really. I just mostly have two. Uh, although I will quickly plus one on uh, Virginia's like stray kids, ATs battle. Like yeah. if you think about 2014 K-pop, we had the girls ruling in 2013. And then 2014 was the explosion of EXO, you know, as when they were kind of more in their, their rookie phase. So I feel like 2024 is going to be a more male group dominated year, at least on the charts. Mm. If we, if we can take anything from the trends that we saw a decade ago, but you know, obviously still new jeans up there though. I think we're going to see a little bit more of the boys, especially the, maybe the, like I said, like these nomad, like these, these smaller boy groups, maybe making a name for themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Actually, can I put something forward for for the jury's consideration here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I would like to suggest that New Jeans is going to become popular, but not unpopular in the way BTS was popular. Yeah. Like where like kind of yeah, like yeah. everyone knew about BTS. I think New Jeans is going to be popular, but in like niche communities, and it just takes over those communities. And there's like such a large volume all of all those communities, but I don't think they're going to be mainstream in the same way. Like um, they're going to be on the late show sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So my first prediction really is just my prediction from last year is more Western artists on music shows. I feel mm. like I kind of got this in the sense of we had, um, with Street Woman Fighter, more Western choreographers and dancers coming over and, and making moves in Korea, um, though we didn't really see an uptick at all as far as uh, artists who were, you know, touring in Korea at the time, actually going on music shows and promoting. So, I, you know, I would love I feel like this is, again, another time for, you know, this this Western crossover into the K-pop market. On, and then the reverse side of like seeing all of these more Western artists trying to, you know, at least build their fan base in Korea because of the ma- the market is so huge. I mean, it, it worked for Usher and Gaga, so. Right. Do you think that will be the case even with like, okay, again, I don't want to say, I don't want to paint an entire culture <laughs> a certain way, right? Like, but I, I do know there was a lot of like racism and backlash against or not backlash, but like targeted things during like Street Fighter, Street Women. Street Women. Oh, yeah. No, there, yeah. It was, there yeah. was mess. It was, it was there, mess. It, I, I'm not going to say it's not, it's all going to be like good, <laughs> but I, I still think it's going to happen. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last, last uh, second is more K-pop where it's never been before. I mean, we're not, I don't see uh, or anticipate a decline in touring this year. Um, in fact, you've we've been seeing, especially on socials, more of these promoters reaching out to fans and trying to see like what new places they can take some of these groups that they're trying to bring over, especially here in the States. So hopefully, at least for me, hopefully more K-pop groups coming to Central California. That'd be great. And lastly, just like a quick, not necessarily predictions, but just more hopes. Like, I'd love to see TVXQ have a reunion. I'd I'd love to see a big uh, 10-year anniversary celebration for Red Velvet. Uh, SM Town in the U.S. would be cool. Uh, Yes. uh, One that... I, I don't know. It feels like it could be a possibility. Is Jungkook performing with Usher at the halftime show? It he, could, they, and I no want it, way. but I don't think so. I really would like I know. it. No it's like, that's why it's in the wish but category. I it's like, it doesn't make like, sense, but it does make sense. No, he's in the military. He's not like, going to fuck that shit up. Because I, like, when you said that, I already, when the remix dropped, I already had the songs that I would have Usher perform and to bring him on to perform that. It was like, it would be perfect, but no, unfortunately. Yeah, like not even but, like. But if Jungkook wasn't in the military, would it happen? I, yes. I would say it'd be a really it's good possible. possibility. It's Usher, possible. Usher has brought uh, Usher has brought hot people on stage for the Super Bowl before, so it's yeah. He would he would predict. I don't definitely. know if I would want it though because I really I know people are always like, oh, we want them like. 
be validated. I don't, I don't want necessarily BTS to perform at a halftime show. Like this is we're talking like mainstream racist America. And like I don't want that bullshit for them. I mean, you could also say the same, but like it's when we have these that's what makes that conversation difficult, right? Because I'm like Black artists, have, we've been performing in front of racist America for a whole century, right? <laughs> and, like, what is, I feel like the halftime show is the best way to say, ha ha, in your face, everybody listens to me. <laughs> and, like, that's kind of, like, that's mm-hmm. what the, that's what the, with the 50 years of hip hop, um, the hip, uh, the Dr. Dre halftime show, it's like. Oh, y- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, like, y'all can say all this about. The, our music, but like we have become the it genre, and like for K, for K pop to do that, I think it would be a great, you know. Would he be breaking the law if he brought out like a hologram Jungkook or like an AR Jungkook? Cool. Can we if not? If it was done, if it was done prior to him enlisting, they could we not? That. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> come on, but I doubt. No, <laughs> I'm still mad about um, I'm still mad about hologram Tupac. Don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I'm still mad about hologram Prince with fucking JT. Like, yeah, yeah. So that and that that wraps up my my predictions for 2024 in K-pop. All right, if you listener have predictions, we'd love to hear from you. Drop them in the K-pop cast Slack in the K-pop chat, K-pop cast channel, whatever. Anyway, just join us on the Slack link in the episode description. All right, now, hot songs of the week, or, or just a really quick thing. So, um, what do you? Let me let me put it this way. Uh, what what songs do you guys think are popular among K-pop dancers right now? Like, name some guesses. Oh, the the first no. I mean, the even first though, no. Yeah. Um, oh, you. Like, even though it's after Christmas, I'm still getting recommended a lot of first no challenge videos covers. on TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Virginia. You got guesses. Uh, I mean, I don't. I'm not on TikTok, so Same. I'm on Instagram. So we're like <laughs> two to two weeks, two to six weeks behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still saying fucking up in sm- the smoke thing, and I'm just the smoke challenge, right? <laughs> smoke yeah. challenge. And I'm like, yo, this is old. If I think it's old, <laughs> it has to be old. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a really popular song. So. <laughs> Top songs according to kpopdances.com as of this week, first year, we're recording this on January 8th, 2024. Um, the popular songs are New Jeans, New Jeans, mm-hmm. uh, Itsy Born to Be, Stray Kids, La 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 La, AT's <laughs> Crazy Form, I've Baddie, Red Velvet, Chill Kill. Oh, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivi's Maniac. Yeah, actually, Vivi's Maniac has been blown up. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Guess what? Uh, mm, how can I say this? Guess what's number three on the list? Ooh, is it BTS something? Nope, no, no BTS. Damn. In the top three. Wait, Ooh. okay. Oh. So you, mm. the top two were Crazy Form and La La La. Uh, uh let's see. So fourth was Maniac by Vegas. Oh, see, that was going to be my pick for three. So, <laughs> okay. So third. Okay, it's Baby Monster Batter Up. So surprising that uh, one seems to oh, really? with the uh, with the dancers. Yeah, I keep forgetting they exist. I'll be honest. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> right? Yeah, but they're, they're probably but isn't the that dancers. J-pop? 
Mm-mm. Um, you know, XG is on this list. So, uh, anyway, okay, let's move on. So, uh, <laughs> number two, what do you think is number two on the list? <sighs> it's La Seraphim Perfect Night. So that song is oh, still popular. Dear. It's oh. still going. You know what? It's going to ride out the winter into the summer a bit. Mm. That's a long time. Isn't that what we want? Though, is I mean, if you're a if you're a group, don't you want a long tail? If you can't have an oh, instant pocket, for sure you <laughs> do. Yeah, but I I mean, just like taste move a lot quicker nowadays. I know, but it's it's a summer bop as as far as like composition wise. Yeah, and they've yeah, done it before. I mean, ditto. Yeah, New Jeans Ditto is still on this list and uh, lower down. And um, that song was like came out in 2022, but people are loving it all through 2023. Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, any guesses at number one for this mm. week? No idea. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's a girl group oh. and not a girl group I named already. I forgot what girl groups you named. <laughs> I, like, I said I've, 50/50? I said Red Is Velvet. It still no, it's not. No, no. Okay, PDNM, you have to get this. Is it Red Velvet? No, I already oh. said Red Velvet. Remember their chill, I know, but chill, like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, it's Espa Drama. Oh, oh yeah. Song, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it really it's is. really popular. Everyone stands in that song. Okay, all right, let's move on. So, Debak or Not, Debak or Not are things that we will we'll say the thing and then we we'll go around saying whether we're Debak or Not on that thing. How we choose to interpret it? Okay, so are you guys Debak or Not on Itsy's Untouchable? Debak. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm back on it too. It's girl crush banger clanger. Hey, can I can I ask you this? Um, I'm trying to see if I can phrase it in the form of a daybuck or not. Uh, are you daybuck or not on Itzy doing girl crush banger clanger before twice? What do you mean before twice? Like yeah, twice haven't done really banger oh. clanger. But why? Why is, would is it this a, is this a banger clanger? I don't think it they're, is. They're the sunbase, like you know, they're Gen three versus Gen four. Mm. That's like. I don't think that. I think okay, it's, all right. it's Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's. Right. I don't think it's a banger clanger either. Oh. It's Ooh, more. Okay. A, it's more like an updated Miss A, which those weren't banger clangers, to mm. me at least. But next. <laughs> okay. Um. You guys, Debak or not, on Itzy's Mr. Vampire. Debak. Debak. Not. Oh. Yeah. Just, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's a skip for me compared to Untouchable. Oh, I like Mr. Vampire more than Untouchable. Yeah, same. I like them both. And it, but... it just, and for me, though, that like Mr. Vampire feels like it should have been the concept I would have loved, but it just didn't hit. Maybe mm. maybe because it's newer. Maybe give me Come back to me in a week. Okay, this wasn't <laughs> on the list, but I want to ask you all. Are you guys day back or not on Itzy's uh, solo songs? Oh, Reach I don't know them, so They I have them? <laughs> Yeah, they they did their like solo teasers mm-hmm. and lead up to this album. I I've I've enjoyed them. I think I've listened to Leah's the most though, just because she's not here for this comeback. Yeah, I, I think most of them are are pretty sleeper, unfortunately. Um, okay, all right. So then let's move on to Are you guys day back or not on Jimin? Closer than this. Uh, sure. Because <laughs> it feels like it should have been a song that all of BTS put out together. Mm. Like it feels, uh, it doesn't feel like a Jimin solo. It just feels like a BTS goodbye for now song. Oh, I feel like he was representative. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. which is why it's like it's it's such a shame that he only he had to put it out by himself. Mm. No, I, it made sense. Well, 
we were expecting it for a very long time. So I think it's not quite disappointing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would. I, I think I've only listened to it when I did the reaction for it. It's mm-hmm. not like a bad song, but it's not a song that I personally. Oh yeah, the would song like itself to to. is great. Just in the in the context of like what the 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 whole concept of it is, because it's like because in the music video he's got all of these like throwback old footage of BTS mm-hmm. and it feels it's just it's so much a fan song, but it's just so interesting yeah. that it's just him. But wouldn't you say that Jin also put out one solo song and left, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, they're representative of the whole, but also themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe when he gets out, maybe. <laughs> Dude, the chaos when it's just Jin. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys, and lastly, are you guys Dibak or not on Genius? Yes, Voyage. I, I say Devok. I say congratulations to Syed on his debut. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, this, this is a joke because Genius oh, Korea. Oh, Genius oh, okay. Korea. I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm so confused. Yeah, Syed, no, Syed friend of the pod, also the the founder of Genius Korea, posted about this group, which is why I found out about their debut, and it's mm. a good debut. I'm really interested to see what else they put out. I mm. did not enjoy it but i don't enjoy that sound in particular so right this what this one wasn't in your wheelhouse like yeah. i want to say i want to say day back but at, like the more i listened to it i was like okay like when i was listening to it before the podcast i said this sounds like a diet a pink and <laughs> see diet a pink would be day back for me like i right I, same yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but some people like Diet Coke better, right? <laughs> it's like I like, but like I like a pink, but maybe it's like 2013 a pink. You know, I'm more a fan of a pink now, like the matured, and this doesn't. Yeah, feel, I really like their modern stuff. Yeah, this, yeah, it's out of date. Well, I, I thought the song was mastered really nicely, and um, the pre-chorus and verses were good, but the chorus kind of lost me. Okay, are you so not? I guess for me, no, I don't know. Okay, so are you guys Daybuck or not on Blackpink to not extend individual contracts with YG? I mean, Daybuck, but I Daybuck? think it means it's going to be a while before we get into the Blackpink album. Yeah. but We're getting a lot I, of solo stuff, but not a lot of Blackpink stuff. I mean, did they really put out very much anyway? <laughs> no. Yeah. And also, I kind of knew when, when Lisa performed that Crazy Horse, I was like, oh, this is not going to be a... <laughs> This, if she was still at YG, she would not be doing that. So, right, uh, yeah. I want to yeah. see videos of that so bad. Right, yeah, me too. I want to see yeah. it in person. Seriously, yeah, she would have done that really well. Okay, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm Daybuck on it. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess Daybuck or not for how you visa for K-pop fans. Nice. It's not really K-pop fans though, right? Because it's it's for people who are training to be K-pop. Isn't it from what I read of the article? Yeah, it's like a, it's a it's a longer visa for people who are like you know in trying to do things within like the Hallyu industry, like dancing or other cultural stuff. Yeah, so uh, I think okay. that's cool. Okay, in that case, Daybok then. Yeah, and I think it's when it's I first Daybok. Heard, when I first heard about it, I was like, eh, what is what is they, what exactly does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm Daybok for more visas as well. 
Okay. Are you guys Daybog or not on G Dragon's Mea Culpa? I mean, uh, create <laughs> foundation to fight <laughs> drug abuse. Outright oh, media what? play? Yeah. Not. I'm not. I'm totally not because it's obviously a media play. I, there's a there's a total threat at the end of it where he says where his people say, "Hey, remove all mentions of me of G Dragon and like drugs. We'll give you like a week or something, and then we're gonna go after you." And and the details on this foundation are incredibly sketchy. Yeah. So I get that he doesn't have. I get that it's a new thing, but like. I mean, I'll, I'd like to create this a foundation. This wasn't done for the foundation's proclaimed mission, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like, it's mm-hmm. it's obvious this is... A know. media play. Yeah. PR stuff. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. I'm, also, I'm also a not then, too. I was I was kind of a daybok, but, like, getting into, to like, the more of the details of it, it was just great to, to, to have the idea of a very... Uh, a-list celebrity in Korea coming for the the way that people are treated in society but because of drug use. Yeah. That's Daybuck in the sense yeah. of like, but not this, this is in like particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on it as well. Okay. Are you guys Daybuck or not? And a rapper PH1 under fire for not canceling <laughs> this problematic friend. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand oh, wait, what this are, means. Are, like, are we being are we are debak we, that are we debak him? Are we debak that he's getting dragged? Well, like I said at the beginning, you can interpret it however you want. So well, you can, I don't want to get dragged. <laughs> I'm, well, like, well, like you to be very specific. <laughs> okay, well, the, explain what what you would be debak or not for um, in relation I mean, to this. Yeah, I think it's a lit. I don't know if it's Debak, but I'm not mad at him being dragged, if that makes sense. Like, right. Yep. You know, like, if, you're, if your friend is out here hitting on underage girls, <laughs> like insulting people, insulting, I, I think it was specifically white women, right? Like, and like asking, telling them they should be like sexually trans- assaulted or whatever like the translation is either like light it's either white or light skin so it could either be white women or light skinned korean women either way it's terrible <laughs> right uh, like i mean i don't care what kind of women it's not cool you know like you don't have to publicly cancel your friend but you don't have to feature him on your fucking song right, right. <laughs> like, like and the, like the other thing is owen has always had run-ins with black k-pop uh, k-pop and k-hip-hop fans and Mm -hmm. that just kind of came to a head three years ago right Uh it's kind of been on site for him ever since he said what like basically i don't really care black about black lives matter even though you know your whole aesthetic and sound is because of us right um (laughs) yeah and you try to and i'm just like it's not just ph1 that's the other problem Mm -hmm. um it's just like all of y'all and i was trying to figure out a way to word my frustrations and shout out to cat williams because you gave me the perfect say this week (laughs) ph1 and the korean hip-hop industry y'all have an allegiance (laughs) to losers (laughs) (laughs) or specifically ph1 you have an allegiance having an allegiance to losers that is not like you (laughs) um ph1 has pretty much built up this 
rapport with the public of being one of the nicest, kindest, most generous dudes in Korean hip hop and Korean mm-hmm. R&B. And the fact that, and the other thing about Korean hip hop fans or Korean hip hop artists, how they like to talk about, you know, connecting the culture of hip hop and R&B in America and hip hop and R&B in Korea and like bringing artists together and everything, right? So they pay attention to the culture, which means I know PH1 that you saw what happened with TD, Top Dog Entertainment this year and last year. You saw the conversations we were having about Kendrick Lamar making Kodak Black a centerpiece of Mr. Morale and and Big Steppers and how a lot of black women who are a large amount of who are also your fans, I need to remind you that, um, had took issue with Kendrick trying to rehabilitate the image of a rapper that we know has assaulted and been violent with female partners, right? (sighs) Dochi. Who had this almost who pretty much had the song of the summer. Mm-hmm. However, it didn't reach the point that it probably could have because why Top Dog Entertainment chose to put Kodak Black as a feature on that song. Right. And what happened less than a week later, they had to take the version that they put out to radio off the airwaves and put a solo version on the airwaves because of the backlash from Dochi's fans, which are mostly black women who are very vocal and support the image that Dochi puts forward. So you saw all that and you just said, let me ride for this bum ass dude from New Jersey. (laughs) Cause like, I know like a lot, like he likes to talk about how being a Korean rapper is so hard, but like at the end of the day, you like acting like a nigga from New Jersey, Owen. Yeah. So like it's, and I'm probably going to put I'm probably going to put out more. I want to cuz this is kind of a type of story I want to write on. So anybody mm-hmm. listening that would give me the space to write on it, I would love to. But yeah, not. <laughs> I mean, Daybok yes, for him, Daybok for PH1 getting dragged, not uh, for <laughs> not for him blowing up his whole prestige as a nice person, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if you're going to blow up your rep, do for something worth it, right? Not this Bum fuck. <laughs> like. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not for uh, these these guys and their judgment. All right. Um, are you guys day- Daybok or not on Sistar 19 returning? I'm I'm so Daybok, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. if I'm getting hyped on a teaser that's lying to me. Because oh. the first second they're like they're in a western bar, they got cowboy hats and chaps. She's riding a bull. It looks sexy as hell. But I just I'm a, I'm a really afraid they're just gonna turn it around on me. It's gonna be something completely different. I don't <laughs> drinking know. whiskey, like I feel like that's another like Hollywood right. cowboy cliche. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's gonna be less like cowboy and uh, cowboy and more like a coyote ugly type thing. Mm. Hey, coyote ugly was fun movie. All right. So. Right. And and Ambora and Hyolin are like the perfect set to do that. Also, mm-hmm. that face card, the limit <sighs> on that face card is still high. I need y'all yes. to understand. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the thing with uh, Sister Nineteen Ma Boy is like I I, I made fun of it at the time because like I remember being like. All they're doing is body rolls, but like you know, for for K-pop and choreography in what, what year was that? That was like 
2010, 2011? Yeah, 2011-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, oh my God, sexy. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the other thing about it, it's like, you know, they did the thing with the chairs. Um, and then they had the cars. And it was like, I don't know. It was like, this was like K-pop trying to be hoochie. Um, you know, for its time. And I feel like we're going to get whatever the hoochie taboo equivalent is of 2024. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, for is there anything that's really considered hoochie now in 2024? I mean, Hyorin has basically done now, it's like a classier hoochie, but like Mm. Dali, the heels performance, right? With with Aaliyah. I forgot her last name, but she choreographed that. So it's kind of in the wheelhouse, you know. I, I, I'll i say I'll be really disappointed if they do something that's like, uh, what is it? The other song Keelan did, um, like Summer Summer. And oh, like, it's yeah. just. That's, oh, yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm so worried about. A cutesy <laughs> feel good, a cutesy feel good song versus like, yeah. a, like a diva like, type song. Yeah, I mean, like, they need to follow in the vibe, the spiritual su- successor of my boy is what I'm saying, like, they, <laughs> that they really need to do. And they need to do it in, like, a cultural shock, gauntlet-dropping way that we haven't seen from Accent Gen 2, really. Like, I, I don't think we saw anything like this By in gauntlet Gen drop, Do you literally mean a gauntlet or you mean something else dropping? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just want to be specific. <laughs> uh, both. Uh, I mean, I, maybe whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Like you know, shakes the industry. It makes people like try doing something creative or, or different that Is they the haven't done before. Is the industry a euphemism for ass? No, I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm getting goopy. I, <laughs> I hate to say it, but like Dolly might be maybe Dolly was peak because Dolly oh, was damn. like it was heels, it was throwing an ass, it was back. It was twerking on a handstand and dropping into a split. <laughs> it was like it was yeah. basically a clean Magic City type experience, and I don't think oh, it totally I don't, was. I don't think we're gonna get that from Sister Nineteen, <laughs> but Daybox yeah, but, for them coming back <laughs> for sure. But like with uh, with Dali, the thing was like the the target audience for that was like not Korean K-pop. Fans, That's true because you know? I heard. Do you know? This is when I knew K-pop was and Korean music was starting to shift. I heard I was walking on the south side of Chicago one day and I heard somebody <laughs> banging Dolly. A, a hard hood dude was banging Dolly in his car. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. now, mind you, shout out to Gray because Gray is very yeah. like what's what we do in hip hop and R&B over here. He's either at or slightly above, or he's working with people on that sound. So, like in it, his production, yeah. in his production, so it matches up. But when Gray's music, when I heard that in the hood, or in a like in a, in black areas of Chicago, I was like, okay, they're on. She's on to something. Right. But I'm. I would like it to give that. I don't think it will because Sister Nineteen was also my boy was sexy, but it was also a cute sexy. Right. But but I think like it was really disruptive for the the target audience, and so I'm hoping like look at like imagine your stereotypical North American like K-pop fan or domestic Korean K-pop fan. Mm-hmm. What's something that you would serve to them that would like make their head explode? 
Like that, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'm, I'm falsely optimistically day black on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you guys day black or not on girls generations? Yuna renewing their contract with SM for a third time. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They buck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they buck, I guess. Yeah. I don't. Sure. Okay. I don't really <laughs> know right. what it means for her career as, as, as an actor, as a singer, as part of girls generation. I feel like it's more as an actor that this renewal happened. Right. Not necessarily for singing. Cause you know, she's not really, she's known for the face mm-hmm. and the acting. It, yeah. None, okay. So now that you mentioned it, yeah, sticking with her same label, but as an actor, I don't know. I guess I would be dead back in that sense. Can, yeah. can I share a funny story with y'all? Um, go ahead. Okay, no one's going to say no. No, no, yeah. no. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, no, uh, next story. I, I've. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, no, I want to hear this. <laughs> So I was putting out a Instagram post for one of the parties this week. And I, I said like, oh, and throwbacks like SNSD, Girls' Generation, and all these other Gen 2 acts. But I wrote SNSD and Girls', Girls Generation. Generation. <laughs> and so someone wrote in the comments like, oh, does that mean you're referring to Girls' Generation with Jessica and like SNSD? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because there, there is a before. There's a before and after. Ooh. Right, right. So I think, I don't know, it makes these, all these contracts makes like girls generation forever more complicated. Right. Revisionist history. Okay. Daybok or not on I've been the best selling K-pop girl group of all time. On, on Hantel? Te- yeah, yeah. According to the Hantel chart. Um, t- yeah. I'll t- say Daybok. Yeah. I, I, I think, and this is kind of a conversation we've been having for the last three to five years about how the Korean public is kind of tuning out on idols and idol groups are having to devote their, you know, promotions elsewhere. Because mm-hmm. like, y'all, I, if I remember correctly, y'all had this conversation with twice and about their career and how the public in Korea kind of turned on them. Because mm. like, wasn't it, wasn't it twice before I've, that was the best selling K-pop girl group on Hentel? That would probably, probably. make sense. Yeah. Now, I do hope that the public keeps buying. Wait, am I missing something? Why would this not be debug? Yeah. Like, is there something controversial? Is it that, is Hentel all Korean and not international sales? Is that why it's a big deal? Or is that, like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm missing The controversy, something. the attention here in this prompt. It's, it's mostly like fandom. Like, it's like, okay, I've is... Number now one, number one girl group. Now, oh, oh that doesn't back, mean back back away new jeans and twice oh, hags. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I guess I was wrong about which fandoms were gonna go in a fan war, but like, I don't really see why it's bad for another group to do well. You know? Yeah, I'm happy for them. Yep. I guess well, I'm, I'm trying to be. <laughs> It's it's good news. It's it's Daybok. Oh, you were I trying think... to be messy. I was, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm missing something. <laughs> well, if you're a certain K-pop fan, that means like another group's success is your group's failure. So. Yeah, there's that's room such for... a narrow view, folks. Here, yeah. And here's the thing that, like, who was it? Uh, Crystal and Kia Fury on the read when 
we were talk they were talking about how the music industry and capital the meetings of the music industry and capitalism there is room literally for everybody out here yeah <laughs> like everybody can get a piece it's the all right pe- yeah, yeah so yeah i think we're all day on it to virginia's point all right mm-hmm. uh, so that's it for this episode um where can people find you all on your socials and stuff Joe. I am Journalistic Joe on Instagram. I am also on the Slack. And yeah, that's about it for right now. <laughs> Virginia, where can we get your new book? Uh, well, you have to wait, but it will be on Amazon. Uh, and you can follow me on, uh, you can either follow me and sign up for my newsletter at mandarinmama.com or you can follow wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. You've got a newsletter? How did I not know this? Like, where, where, where do I subscribe? Oh, mandarinmama.com and then you'll see an adorable picture of BTS pop up for my <laughs> whatever the fuck I want newsletter which is basically I post whatever the fuck I want in it when I feel like it <laughs> so there you go wait so are you you're not on the Nazi Substack platform uh, no, I never actually understood the point of Substack because <laughs> you don't own the names versus like, if people sign up on your site, you own that list. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless if I completely misunderstand what Substack, how it works. But it, it was a it's a newsletter publishing. It publishes your newsletter to individual they, individual they're also emails. They do like their own Twitter platform too. And it's um, really yeah, good I mean, to follow and. It's just better to own your own shit, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% that. Yeah. That is cute. (laughs) That is a cute picture. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm at Michaela JK Pop on Twitter. And um, aside from the K-pop cast, if I might bring you guys over to... uh, I'm part of the K3's rewatch series. Um, and the next rewatch we're doing is for Inspector Koo on Netflix. So if you guys want to start, get ahead on episodes one through six before we put out our first episode, probably around January 10th. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hooked on it now. Didn't we Honestly. say like spicy things about that show before? Inspector Koo? Yeah. No, or, um, we, we maybe... actually have we have in, in Slack. We've, we've talked about it in Slack right now on the show. So if you guys if you guys want to get in on our, all of our thoughts on that, get into our K-pop cast Slack. Okay. What was the what was the podcast again? The K three. Thank you. <laughs> and you can. What, what platform is the podcast on now? I can't remember. Like, is it we... on Spotify? It's on Spotify. No, I mean, like, what social media platform? Oh, like, are I thought we... you were still on Twitter. We're yeah. we're at the K-pop cast though everywhere. But like, are we active on any one of them? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, join us on Slack. Yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, bye everyone. See ya. Bye everybody. Surprise, don't start the jump. Nigga, gonna get it, get it, bitch, you're not even okay.